Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. The Mind Body Breakthrough online coaching program is a comprehensive and customizable guide for total body transformation. Its 150 pages will equip you with everything you need for a ketogenic lifestyle, from low-carb to zero-carb carnivore. The program contains a two-week carb cleanse, 30-day keto sample menu, 30-day sample workout guide, and much, much more. These are recipes you will love, exercises you can do, and strategies that you will enjoy making part of your life. From the person who wants to lose a few pounds on low-carb to the person using keto or carnivore to manage serious issues or optimize health and performance, this program has something for everyone. Sections include the carnivore allergy and autoimmune protocol, fasting, toxicity, and advanced strategies for sleep, stress management, cold thermogenesis, sauna, and more. Included with the program is lifetime access to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Coaching Group, where you'll have your questions answered, a support network to help you on your journey. Why pay for monthly memberships or coaching when you can have the best and most cutting-edge information and help at your fingertips anytime you want for as long as you want? Your adventure for a better, healthier life begins today. See the show notes for a discount link to the program and unlimited lifetime coaching. You can't fake a great steak. You can enjoy a steakhouse experience a few nights a year or every night with your Auto Wild Grill. Sear in amazing flavor and moisture with 1,500 degrees of grilling perfection. A perfect steakhouse crust every time on your time. Bring your own steak and let Otto take care of the rest. Make your house the great steakhouse in your neighborhood for your family and friends. Kristen Borishian, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. It's our pleasure. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. Well, we are excited to talk to you. You have an amazing story and I think uh, a lot of great info and tips that our listeners are really going to appreciate. For those that don't know you, just tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about your uh, your journey here. Sounds great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly new to the carnivore diet. I only, I've been in for a couple of months now, about, I'd say about four months now. So, um, you know, growing up, I struggled with some eating disorders. Uh, I was diagnosed as having anorexia in high school, and I kind of had a revolving experience with 
revolving door experience with the hospitals. I was in and out of eating disorder clinics and the hospitals. And, you know, I just really struggled to, you know, try to get over that um, disease. So, you know, it wasn't until I got, um, I was in college, I was able to kind of, I was introduced to marathons. My sister's a marathon runner and she said, you know, you should start training for marathons, which doesn't seem to make sense with somebody who has an eating disorder, but it actually taught me that I needed to fuel my body. So um, I would always say marathons kind of saved me from my eating disorder because it really made me like say, I, you got to treat your body right or else you can't run 26 miles. So, um, you know, being a marathoner, we're, you know, we're preached that a low, uh, low fat, high carb diet, you know, the spaghetti dinners that you have before a marathon is the, really the way to, um, to fuel your body. So for the past 20, 20 or so years from when I ran my first marathon, I was 18 years old until about, you know, two years ago, I was doing a lot of low fat, high carb and moderate protein um, diet. So I literally, and I was eating, you know, two huge salads per day, one for lunch, one for dinner. And then, you know, my, my diet really, I mean, I was eating eight meals a day, like eight small snacks throughout the day, because I was told, you know, by the fitness people that that's what you need to do, eat eight times to keep your metabolism running. And to be honest, I was always hungry too. So it was, I mean, it seemed to make sense with me. And then, you know, unfortunately, I, I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke. I just could not kick that habit. Um, ever since I was, you know, in high school, drink was always drinking Diet Cokes and diet sodas and just always had a can in my hand. So flashback to about October of 18, um, I was on a work trip and I just didn't feel well. I, and I had been suffering. I was in the middle of training for Lowell Marathon, which is in Boston, Mass. Um, it's an awesome marathon. And I, you know... I was supposed to go to Germany for work and I ended up going to Germany for work and I ended up getting edema, which is like swelling that we couldn't explain. So, you know, my husband called me and said, I, I, you should go to a hospital. And I said, no, I'll just wait till we get home. So I come home and they basically sent me to the emergency room saying that they thought I had cancer because my body had swollen so much that they said, you must have some type of mass inside your body. So I got rushed to the hospital. Um, and as it turns out, they, they never knew what the swelling was, but I had severe anemia, like to the point where, the, where my doctor said, this is probably the second case, worst case I've ever seen in my life. So I kind of spent five days in the hospital with them doing other tests to figure out what was causing the swelling because you know, I was anemic and, and my blood was way out of whack. Like my red blood cell, my white blood cell count, every, pretty much every, you know, testing diagnostic was out of whack but iron was definitely low and um you know so they kind of said you know we think this is diet related they said you know what what red meat do you eat and I said none I said basically all I eat is like lean meat and, and no red meat and um so I ended up when I got out of the hospital I spent five days there they really never diagnosed me except for anemia but then um when I got out of the hospital I, I started looking up the keto diet so I figured you know I got to start eating red meat and you know, as soon as you type in red meat, keto comes up and that's kind of the new thing. So I started watching a lot of YouTubers and I said, oh, I'll try this. I said, you know, I watched a lot of YouTubers who are athletes as well to say, can I really do this on a low carb diet? So I, I ended up trying keto. It was painful. I remember the first five, you know, the first two weeks, it was it was definitely hard for me to try keto. Um, but I stuck it out and I ended up, you know, starting to really, you know, it, it, it changed my life. I, I mean, it was just it was just really mind boggling that like I could go hours without eating because, you know, the first two weeks, it's like I was hungry every two minutes because I was so used to eating six to eight times a day. So I ended up doing keto for about eight, eight months. 
and I started training for Boston again. I got clearance from my doctor because at first they said, you know, I, I, I couldn't do marathons. But then once she started seeing my blood results, she said, you know, you can do marathons. So I was doing carbs up for Boston. So I ran Boston last year, um, of April of 19. And what I did was for training for that, I did keto five to six days a week. And then I, the day before my long run, I would do carb ups. So then I decided to do Lowell, which was in October. So, so I ran Boston, it went, went well. Then I decided I would run uh, Lowell in October doing just keto and not doing the carb ups because they were giving me anxiety. On the days I was doing carb ups, I was getting severe anxiety. And I said to my husband, I, I got to stop doing these carb ups because they're, they're, they're throwing me off. So then I, I ran Lowell on keto. And, and, and around this summer, I started hearing about carnivore keto and I, the first time I heard of it, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, no, you need vegetables. You need to eat your vegetables. Like, that's crazy. And so, um, you know, I started reading more about it. And then a lot of YouTubers who I respect, I, you know, I was like, okay, they're going carnivore. So I, it was always in the back of my head for the past couple months. And then finally, I decided in October, I was just going to go ahead and try carnivore. So on October 27th, I said, I'm going to do carnivore for the month of November. And I said, and, and my husband, nobody would believe me, my family, they're like, you eat so many vegetables. I mean, I would, I would have a shopping cart full of vegetables. Like, they're like, there's no way you cannot eat vegetables. So I tried it for November and I immediately felt awesome. I, I, I never felt so good in my life. And then I even kicked my sugar addiction too. So I no longer use artificial sweeteners. I mean, I was eating a lot of Splendor, a lot of um, those type of fake sugars. And even like when I was on keto, even though I eliminate, try to eliminate the, the, the harsher sugars, like I was still eating a lot of stevia or Ritalol, I was still finding myself addicted to it. So, you know, carnivores helped really believe that. And honestly, I just, I love how the diet makes me feel. So yeah, so, so now I'm going to train for Boston doing carnivore. <laughs> yes. And Kristen, you have such a compelling story because there's now 30 million people uh, in the United States that suffer. Uh, with an eating disorder, and it's a real struggle in, in your body to quite the assault uh, with, with your diet and, and your mindset around food. Could you peel back the layers for our listeners uh, for what it's like struggling with an eating disorder and how you shifted your mindset uh, to reestablish a healthier relationship with food? Yeah, so it's it's been a as you can tell twenty years. I mean, ever even when I was in fifth grade, I think I I overdosed on diet diet drugs because I just assumed, you know, the diet you know diet drugs. The more you eat, the skinnier you'll be. So so you know to change my mindset, I've always kind of thought like I was fat, was never happy with myself. Um, you know, as I got older, I think it's easier when you're younger. You're you're so focused on your appearance, but as I got older, I had to say to myself, don't think of food to make you skinny. Think of it to make you healthy. And just having that mindset is you don't, it, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you being skinny. You want to be healthy so you can, you know, run marathons, so you can be active and be good at your job and just be happy in general. You don't want to be a slave to the scale. And, you know, I, I have, I actually work, I have a couple of close friends who have eating disorders and, you know, we, we talk all the time, texting each other, trying to talk. You know, I try, I try to talk them off the ledge, but as I've gotten older, I kind of have said to myself, you know what, the world is not about being skinny. It's really about taking care of your body. So that's kind of why, um, you know, I love this diet so much because the food is so nutrient dense. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I could relate to a lot of your story, Kristen, including the uh, you know anemia and, and different things. I used to be a vegetarian back in the day and, and, you know, struggle with a lot of different things. But when it comes to eating disorders, it, you know, there's so many different ways that it manifests, you know, whether it's, you know, not eating enough or eating too much and all of the different components of, um, you know, I think for some people, it's our lives are so out of control that eating becomes like the one thing we feel like we can control, either with, you know, refusing ourselves the food that we want or eating too much. Um, we use it to self-medicate, to self-soothe, you know, use carbs to try to give you that temporary boost. And then, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about guilt. Uh, I know for me, and of course, I was on the other spectrum, you know, being, you know, quite overweight and, and all of that, but food was definitely associated with guilt. And, uh, you know, I'd eat something that was bad, I feel bad about it. And then that just led to a spiral of more and more disordered eating. And like you on the carnivore diet, it's completely different where, you know, I don't feel guilt anymore. It's like food is fuel my body needs this and you know there's never a oh you know i ate something bad and i have to beat myself up or i have to go to the gym for two hours or like uh has has your guilt button been broken like mine has like what have you experienced when it comes to feelings of guilt and shame and all of that yeah exactly so you know i actually feel guilty if i eat too little now <laughs> I'm always like, it's kind of the opposite feeling. So yeah, you, like you said, you said it perfectly. It's totally a mindset thing, totally a control thing, but yeah. So, you know, eating carnivore, especially, um, you know, I do focus on eating the organs as well, just because of my anemia, you know, like liver is very important to me, but yeah, I kind of, um, you know, the, the food is so, so, so good. It's so funny. I always tell people, I'm like, I, I'm like, are you jealous of my diet? I get to eat meat and steak and, um, and also my taste buds have changed as well. I mean, I just love, I like, love this nutrient dense food. It just, I mean, I look forward to every meal. So, so it's kind of been, it's kind of been easy to do this diet because you look forward to all the food that's on the, on the menu. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the interesting things about your story is just getting off of the sweeteners and the diet sodas. And I think I just want to talk about that a bit because I think that's an issue for a lot of people on the keto or, or even carnivore diets is this dependence upon these artificial sweeteners where while some of them might not raise blood sugar, they can spike insulin. They could you know, affect leptin and ghrelin and some of these other hormones and can perpetuate you know, carb cravings and you know, increase hunger. Like I am just so much happier being off sweeteners altogether. And like, I think you mentioned, you know, taste buds change. I love tasting the natural flavors, even in like black coffee or herbal teas. It's like, I can actually taste it now before everything tasted like stevia because I put stevia in everything. Uh, cream cheese tastes like cheesecake to me now. I mean, it's, you know, these natural sweeteners, like what's, What's been your experience? What have you found and how has getting rid of sweeteners helped you? Oh, I think that was like the best decision I ever made because, um, you know, like the for, I'll tell you the first time I cooked liver. So when I got to the hospital, the first thing I did, I, I went to the store and bought some liver. 
and I, and I didn't even like, I've never had liver in my life. Like my, my, you know, my family never cooked liver or anything like that, anything foreign to, you know, so anything like that. So I, I remember my husband and I almost set the house on fire because we were cooking the liver and we were gagging. Well, like it smelled terrible. And then I took a bun and we like left it on the stove and we're like, we walked away because we're like, oh, it smells so bad. So it was funny. So I was like, uh, we almost burnt the house down. But then, um, and I remember I took my first bite of it and I said to my husband, I was like, you know what? I think I'll just be anemic. Like, I don't think I can eat this every day, even though, you know, liver's full of, of um, iron. I was like, I don't think I can do this. So I was like, it's so gross. And then I kind of forced myself. Now it's so funny. I pick up a piece of liver and I eat it and I don't even think twice about it. <laughs> like, it's so delicious to me, which is just, I, I mean, it is mind boggling because I also used to eat a ton of protein powder, protein bars. Like my go-to was sweet stuff. I used to always talk to my friends. There's a running joke if you're friends with me on Facebook or anything that I love Cheesecake Factory. I have no cravings for Cheesecake Factory anymore. It's still a great, great restaurant. If I went there, I would get steak and eggs. Um, but I used to get like the peanut, Adam's peanut butter fudge cup ripple, which is like the most, you know, calorie dense, sweetest. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine how many, how many grams of sugar in it. But, you know, I used to do a lot of cheat meals, but now it's like, I'll, I'll look at it. You know, someone will have Reese's pieces or Reese's peanut butter cups in front of me. And I don't even think twice about like whether I want them or not. So, I mean, I used to be so food addicted. I just would always think about like, oh, I can't wait for my cheat day so I can have Reese's peanut butter cups. And, and on my cheat days, I would go nuts. I would overeat on like anything that was in sight. And now it's just, I have no cravings for that food. It's just so freeing. It's so freeing to like wake up in the morning and not have, not crave sweet treats all day. It just literally just, I can get up in the morning and, um, you know, I do my daily activities and, you know, I, I, I basically, I wake up in the morning, I have a coffee without, with a little bit of cream and some Redmond real salt. Then I'll have my, my bone broth latte, which has some ghee and um, cod liver oil. And then I, I'm not hungry till lunch. And then I eat my lunch and, and then like, you know, I, I work throughout the afternoon and then I eat dinner and it's just like, I don't even think about food and it's just so freeing. And, and you know, to have a cup of coffee and not to, to look around for sugar packets is just like, so it's just such a freeing feeling. Yes, it's, it's absolutely amazing how the uh, taste buds change and and your cravings for food change. So there's also this transition period when you're transitioning off of the sweeteners and, you know, changing and evolving your diet and figuring out what it is that you like. And I think that's a key strategy for people is to just figure out what foods do you like? um, How can you sub them out for low carb or keto friendly foods, and also developing a nutrition plan that has that nutrient profile that you needed, especially where where you had anemia. Can you walk us through that process in your top three tips that you would have for people that are kicking sweeteners and transitioning their diet and just trying new foods that uh, they may have had an aversion to or thought that they just simply couldn't eat? Yes. So couple tips so I would say stick with it I when I my my hardest to go from my 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 uh, high carb low fat diet to keto was tough I, and I thought you know I have discipline obviously because I have you know like I have an eating disorder but like, like I you know to transition from that to that to, to to keto was probably the toughest transition but I just said to myself stick with it stick with it um, and then I would say to you, you know, focus in one thing that even when you've transitioned from regular diets to keto or from keto to carnivore, 
don't focus on calories. Focus on following the diet. Don't people try to stick within their old calories where it's like here you just have to eat more and just stick with it, um, and just know that it's gonna get better. It's funny because when I when I transition, like people are like, oh yeah, I can fast all day. I'm like, oh they're liars. I'm like they're lying. Like how can you fast all day? Now it's like I can fast all day. So it was just funny. I'd watch YouTubers who were trying it and saying. So I thought they were lying. But again, stick with it. And then I think if you don't like a certain food, try cooking it a different way. So there's like for liver, for example, there's many ways to make liver. And either you could just cook it in the pan, which is probably the less de desirable. And then I have this recipe for liver jerky, which you can, if you follow my Insta, you'll see I have it pretty much every night. It's like my like little sweet treat. Or you can make a pate out of it or something. So there's, there's tried cooking foods that, you know, that you may not like. Try different ways. And you'll never know. You may like it one way and not the other way. Uh, and then, you know, I, um, and then my third tip, huh, let me think about that. So stick with it. Get a good support group. I have reached out to, I don't really, have, no one in my family, no one in my friends um, does the carnivore diet. I don't like to talk about it because I know, you know, it's kind of a taboo topic. If people ask me about it, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly explain it to them. But I have become so, so good friends with people on Instagram and reached out to them for support. And everyone has been so, so nice. Like, Nevada, you and I met up for dinner one night. <laughs> You know, you were just so awesome. Like, and it just, everyone was just so friendly. So find you a good support system. Um, and there's tons of Facebook groups out there too. I joined them to kind of, and you can get a lot of hints and tips as well. So yeah, just find, find your, find your uh, carnivore tribe. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic advice all across the board. And community is so important to have other people that are following the same journey. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. You know, we can learn from each other from our successes and our mistakes. Sometimes it's good to, you know, find a coach, a mentor, someone that, you know, can kind of show us the ropes a bit. And I love what you were saying about it being just the easiest diet in the world where, you know, like you, I don't count calories. I don't count macros. It's like, if you need a calculator and a spreadsheet and complicated computer apps to figure out how to eat, I mean, who does that? What, what animal on the planet needs a calculator or what, what indigenous people is stopping to figure out their macros. It's like, if we're eating real food, the way nature designed, you know, all of that becomes completely unnecessary. And that's just uh, that's a really, really beautiful thing. Um, what would be your thoughts around, like we talked about bridge foods, you know, when you're coming to carnivore keto at first, it is nice to be able to make some of your favorite foods in a more keto or carnivore way. I do think that, you know, a lot of people can fall into a trap. I know I did in an over dependence on keto treats. And I mean, even carnivore, I know I used to make a lot of like carnivore pizzas and carnivore pancakes and car, you know, and for me, I just found getting away from that was so helpful because you don't want to, be thinking about these carb, you know, things that we ate before, like, what would your thoughts be around that? How have you uh, navigated that? Yeah, so I went from doing the keto sweeps, like every day, like literally, like I'd have some for dinner and until one day a week. So even now, like, even though I do, I do strict carnivore, like, um, Sunday through Friday. And then on Saturday, I do my long runs. 
So I do a little bit more keto and that, that little balance has helped me out, but I still try to stay carnivore like when I can. But if I, if I had a piece, like my husband makes some keto, my husband's keto and I'm carnivore keto. So, but my husband, every now and then he'll like to make um, something keto. So I'll take a bite of it. And it's like, it's almost, it almost makes me feel better to know that I'm not so, so strict on Saturday. And then like the next day I wake up and I don't even think twice about it, but I would say a good thing to do is just gradually lower um, rather than go cold turkey. So like gradually, um, you know, but some people can go, go go cold turkey, but my, my hit was just kind of like lower each day. And then, you know, I I think once you feel good, like once I, I, I remember the day, the one time I went Monday through Wednesday without sweeteners, I was like, wow, I feel so much better. I'm not getting a stomach ache. Cause this, the, the are, you know, the, the sweeteners give you a little bit of a stomach ache, which you don't realize until you're off them. And then once you're off the, these keto treats, like you actually just don't even care for them anymore. But I, I do think that they are a good, if you are, if you are transitioning to, to eventually want to go carnivore, I do think that the keto does kind of help you bridge that. I don't think, I, honestly, looking back, I don't think I ever would have gone from my old diet right to carnivore keto. So I always said keto was a good stepping stone for me. Yes, and, and, a, that, yeah. yes, and a lot of people, um, you know, in trying to find that balance, they transition throughout the diets, um, you know, usually starting with high veggie diet, paleo, low carb, mm-hmm. keto, and then it's carnivore. And it's all really just finding out what works for you. And a sustainable lifestyle uh, with foods that you like to eat, where you feel good, your health markers have improved. And I was just wondering if you could speak to being an athlete. You've trained for several marathons on keto. You've trained several marathons doing the higher carbohydrate diet. And now you're training for Boston as a carnivore. Um, What are some tips and uh, strategies and just um, some things that you've learned um, training a different way and fueling your body for this next marathon. I think I'm actually at an advantage now. And I, I was like telling my family, I said, I think I'm going to be cheating because this diet has made me feel so awesome. Just so when I did the high carbs, I mean, you definitely hit walls like while training. So, so in all, you know, I haven't done my marathon carnivore yet, but I've done 15 mile runs. And there, you know, the past, so I start training usually in January. So we're in February now. So I've just done 50 mile runs. I keep telling my husband, I said, I can't believe how good I'm feeling now. I said, I'm very excited for Boston to come up. But, you know, being a, when I used to run on a high carb diet, I mean, you hit walls. And when you have your ups and downs throughout the race. And, and again, I, I just thought that that was normal. And then when I did my keto marathon, um, you know, when I did Boston marathon last, last uh years kind of keto with the carbs up i felt better but then when i did my keto marathon at lowell um back back in october of eight uh 19 sorry um i just felt so good the whole race and my husband's like you've never been smiling the whole race like like you just he's like you look so good and so strong and then now while i'm training the carnivore i just feel so much better and you know i will tell your story so prior to running Lowell on keto the night before the race, I panicked. I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this keto. Like I need carbs. And I almost like, I called all my, I called a friend who's a nutritionist. I said, I think I'm going to go to the store and buy a dozen bagels and just eat them tonight. I was like, I think I need carbs. And then my, and then she said, you know what, Kristen, she said, you've already, you've trained keto, like just try it out. 
And I remember being so nervous that morning that I was going to hit a wall, like thinking I needed carbs. And then I was like, honestly, you don't need carbs. Like, I know it's just such a misconception around runners. Like, it's even funny now because I tell people, sometimes people will see me at work eating all meat. And they're like, don't you need carbs? You're a runner. You know, so it just, it is so known throughout, you know, everyone thinks that you need carbs for running, but you really don't because, even though I'm not a doctor, but this is what I hear, that if your body needs glucose, it'll produce it. So, you know, it's just, it's just not something that you need for So, so it's just changing my mindset was very hard. And uh, I, I do get a lot of emails from people um, through my Instagram saying, you know, is that true? Can you do running without carbs? And I'm like, just try it. It, it, it. You have to transition. I mean, you have to change your body from being a, a sugar burner to a fat burner. But I said, once you get into that method, once you get into that rhythm, you'll realize the carbs actually hurt you. They make you hit walls. They make you, you know, tired. Whereas, you know, I felt like when I, when I even the past three training runs I've done, I feel like my, my energy has been very steady. So it's been a good feeling. And I'm really yeah. excited. So. That's really cool. And I've talked to other uh, carnivore and keto marathoners that have said the same thing. They kind of feel like they're cheating. It's like all these other people are running on glycogen stores that eventually run out and then their bodies are not adapted to burning their fat. And so they're just, they're out of gas. They hit the wall and we're with them because they're on fat the whole time. It's like, woohoo, you know, I could, I could run forever. So Chris, I think what's really cool about you is that you've just, you've, you've found a way for you. You've reinvented yourself. You've been courageous. You've tried different things. You, uh, you know, are finding a way to live your best life here in the second half of your life. And that's something that's super important to us on this show. What would you say to, uh, you know, someone sitting at home, maybe they're in their forties and they're, you know, they're just kind of stuck and they're, you know, maybe they thought about running a marathon one day or some other athletic or, or goal that just eludes them. Like, what would you, what would you tell them to get unstuck? I would say set small goals. No one's no one goes out to say I'm gonna run a marathon tomorrow. Start with the one mile run. Start with the two mile run. You know, definitely start. It's it's the goals along. It's always what do they say? It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And just kind of like learning to say, okay, what? And then you know, as you as you win these little goals, you know, you you just want to like the more I trained for Boston, the more I, I'm more likely to want to take better care of my body. So it's definitely one of those things that like, once you set goals, you have eye on the prize, like you will, you will get to where you want to be. That's amazing, Kristen. And we're all cheering you for this Boston marathon. Oh, thank you. Where can I, where can I listeners find you uh, to be able to follow your journey? So my Instagram is at keto.marathoner. And that way you can see a bunch of my meals and I post my long runs as well. Awesome. Well, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you today. And our listeners are going to get so much value. This is um, something that a lot of people struggle with. And we thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey and your experiences and all your strategies. Thank you both for having me. This has been an awesome day. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Kristen. Prove it makes exogenous ketone products 
a perfect accompaniment to your ketogenic lifestyle to help you to optimize energy levels, sports performance, cognitive function, and more. See the show notes to try some today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.